Welcome to Paulas, a podcast about real life experiences from the mouths of legit working class people. Hiya! Hey up! I'm Selena. And I'm um, just a couple of Paulasses doing a podcast. Hey up, mate! Hiya! Hey up! So, basically, for the last 15 minutes, guys, we've just had a load of technical problems and we're pretending like we're just <laughs> saying hello, but really. It's just been an absolute pain in the ass trying to get uh, a worried noise to go away. So hopefully this is not a dress rehearsal and this is the real thing and we won't have to read from a script next time when we try and record it again and say the same things and try and make them seem like the first time we've heard that joke. But hey, <laughs> wish us luck. <laughs> like, oh, long distance podcasting. Hiya. <laughs> All so bright and breezy. Proper easy to do. Don't worry about it. Also, how exciting that Selena has a headset today, so it's like we're proper now, we're proper podcast people. I feel like Paula Abdul, Janet Jackson, Britney Spears, all of the above, Jedward, do they have one? They Probably, have one? yeah, they would definitely yeah. have one. Yeah. I feel like as well, you with a headset, you're either that lass on the No Win No Fee adverts or you're Britney Spears, it's sort of, it's hard to get middle <laughs> ground. <laughs> have somewhere in between. Yeah, we're on the fabulous side of the spectrum. Yeah, well, I am in my my pyjamas, so maybe not. (laughs) You got a brew on? No, I've not actually. Because I just had my tea. We'll let you down. (laughs) I've still got um, my Yorkshire tea still going strong. Do you know what? Right, we have now run out of the like the normal Yorkshire tea. I'm not even lying. Yeah, right. Just the other day, about two days ago, I've still got my gold. Still got a couple of breakfast brews, drank on my bedtime brews, but ran out of me regular the other day. I was like, what? I think we're in sync. <laughs> yeah, that lasted forever, though. We're in brew sync. I'll tell you what, though, them, uh, them biscuit brews went went out bloody ages ago. Finished them bad boys yeah, off. Yeah, they were the first ones I had. Gone. Yeah. They were a novelty, them. Everyone who come round wanted one. Yeah, everyone was like, oh, have you got any more of that biscuit brew? I was like, bloody hell. <laughs> It's just too bloody good. Anyway, enough oh, for, So enough they had a, um, a funny story for you. Oh, yeah, we need um, to start with that. Well, I've just come home from work. I was on the bus. And I was like, two stops from, someone, someone got on it. This guy got on at Lidl. He comes to the back, gives me a smile, pulls something out from the back of his coat, starts ripping off some tags, two pairs of thin late gloves. <gasps> and he's like, back of the bus, anyone want to buy some gloves? Two pound, two pound for some gloves. <laughs> And I was like, no, I'm all right, thanks. Then he goes into his carrier bag, pulls out some coffee. He's like, Colombian coffee, instant coffee. Colombian coffee, three pounds. I'm thinking, you got that from the pound, don't you? He's like, three pounds, three pounds. <laughs> I'm buying a Colombian coffee. I'm like, oh, I don't drink coffee, thanks. Then my favourite bit, I press the bell about to go up, reaches inside his coat sleeve, pulls out an eight-pack of breakaways. <gasps> like the whole pack. Deal breaker. Pulls out of his sleeve. No, what opens it, started eating one. I was like, love it. Love it. What a legend. Like, yeah. He was. I was like, I like you. Just the way he pulled them out of his sleeve. I was like, that's, that's a good He's place done to that start. before, hasn't he? Yeah, I was like, he's fresh. <laughs> <laughs> but he did one offering them. He just cracked them up on that one himself. I'm like, oh, good lad. I would have bought them up here. But yeah, that was my story. <laughs> he needs to switch up his uh, strategy, doesn't he? Man's got to pay his bills. He's got to get a three quid markup on his quid shop, but you know. Yeah, but not the breakaways. He's <laughs> got to know what the best goods are. Yeah. 
if it had come out with multi-pack of crisps, mate, you'd have been all over it. That's what I was, mate, I was like, maybe he was, but, you know, I had to get off. Who knows what else he was selling for the rest of the bus journey. Yeah, mate. Wetting the appetite, we were building up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's winter in it, gloves, coffee, keep you warm. He's, you know, seasonal, sinking seasonal. Maybe he'll develop into a top class one next time you see him. Maybe, maybe I'll have one maybe, of them uh, coats what you open it up and you know they've got all little gear pinned in there. <laughs> like little pockets and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. Good story, that's kick us off, I think. Yeah, all right. Appreciated it. That. So, what we thought that we'd talk about for this uh, theme is money, wasn't it? So, the thing that people always ask us about or talk to us about whenever you talk about class is money. And I think people who aren't working class often think that money is what is like what defines class. So obviously it's a part of it. But if you're not working class and you have a period in your life where you're a bit broke or you're just like a student, but your mum and dad pay your rent, that doesn't make you working class. And I know we've talked about that quite a lot, but I think that would be a nice place to start, wouldn't it? Yeah, because I think people go we've all struggled it's like yeah I'm not saying that like some people might not have a job so then they suddenly have no income or like I said people go to uni and they can't work so they're skint but having no money is not the same as being working class it doesn't mean that you're not struggling financially and you might have to access things that other that working class people sometimes do like food banks or having like benefits but it, it's not just about having no money. You could you could be financially comfortable and still be working class. Not, yeah. We're not all poor. Yeah, that's the poor. thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's so like, you know, it, it's not just about how much money you have. It's a whole thing. It's like, yeah, it, it's the way society views you, the way you're seen, it's the way you're judged before you've even met anyone. It's not just about how much money's in your bank. Yeah, defo. And like, yeah, it's there is a lot to do with money as part of it, but it's definitely not the definition and it's not a, like a black and white thing, is it? And I think often that, that is a misconception. And like when people use phrases like broke and skin and brassic and shit like that, and there's like, there's a relativity to it as well. So, like, if someone says, oh, I'm proper skint me, they could either mean, like, depending on who you're talking to, if you're talking to a working-class person and they say they're skint, chances are they're, like, at a food bank or they've, like, had to shoplift their pet some food or, do you know, like, there's, there's yeah. a very different experience of what it means when you yeah, say skint. Yeah, my mum always says that. People are like, oh, they're skint, and what they mean is they're, like, down to, like, the last £100. Yeah. I mean, probably even more than that. I don't know. That, that's not skin. Skin's like, there's nothing. And you don't know when it's coming in. Yeah, and like, if anything happens with your benefits or whatever, or uh, if you're sick and you don't get sick pay, or these things like where that's just, your bottom line is your bottom line. And if you pass that, yeah. then in short, you fucked it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But then it's not like, oh, no, I'm going to have to tap into my savings now. That's not skin. Or like... No, savings? <laughs> I'll, oh, well, just have to tap into my savings or sell one of my properties. 
That's not skin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm skin. I'm skin. It's I like that. It's like on the on Grand Designs of the night because you know I like my Grand Designs. They were uh, yeah. One day I'll have one, Selena. I'm telling you. So one of them were like, oh no, oh we, we're really getting you know close to bone here. Like, and I'm thinking, oh god, they've got a right good house plan here. I hope they get to do it. You know, m- mostly selfishly so I can get to see how how mint their house is on this program. But anyway. It were getting hard and oh no, what are we gonna do? Can we finish this build? She literally just sold off a load of land for hundred grand. <laughs> you you had that? She had that in a back pocket. <laughs> I'll just sell off a bit of fucking land. What? <laughs> you had that were an option for you all along. Why didn't you just do that, you bloody div? That's Ugh. like the uh, middle to upper class equivalent of taking your PlayStation to cash generator or <laughs> Yeah. Pawning your grandma's ring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That That's the difference. Instead of yeah. pawning your grandma's ring that you've had in family for 100 years, what you do is you just sell a bit of land, what you own already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whew, whew, problem solved. Bloody hell, man. That's uh, bad times, that is. And you know what? I'm sure it is bad times because, again, everything is relative, yeah? So your version of yeah. skin is that, then it, it does feel bad. And it's not to say that yeah. people don't feel bad if, they were, if they're middle class because obviously they do. But it's about understanding the bigger picture, and that's our job with this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and it's not even like you just give someone who is skin and working class a load of money, and suddenly their whole life is different. Because nah. Yeah, the one a bit of time where like she didn't have no money to feed her kids, or like couldn't actually get to her job, so then she got fired from her job. What paid her six quid an hour? Do you know what I mean? Like all she yeah. did was go. Oh no! Now I'm gonna to have to sell me land. Like, <laughs> at no point was she putting water on Weetabix, was she? <laughs> water. On <Weetabix. laughs> I don't. Yeah. <laughs> when people have water and porridge for fun, I'm like, that's not fun. <laughs> like, oh, it's better for me. It's healthy. I'm like, it's rank, mate. I remember no. those days. It's rank. <laughs> no, mate. And that's what I like is a uh, what I like to talk about when people do silly things like you know, obviously the the people who are most tight is people who's got money. And like that's why they got money in it well yeah they keep it because they're tight and then then you've got people on the street on a state and that who will basically just give you everything their own because they're nice and then you've got people at work right uh, uh, so i work for to be fair i should pro- i can probably say it but maybe i shouldn't anyway i work from no don't pre- say it i work for a pretty big telecommunications company and uh, it sounds boring, but it's proper fun. But anyway, I can't tell you more than that because it's secret. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of people who come from very well-off backgrounds, and um, they do things like share tea bags. And I'm like, we're not, we're not in the war. We're not in the war, my dear. We do not use the same tea bag across three teas. Right? No, stop it. No, I've done that when you ain't got any tea bags, but needs must, mate. Also, needs must. If but you're at work, if you've got a choice, you've got a bloody choice. You get on blue and you say, "Ah, yeah, we've run out. Uh, what... We've run out of teas in this building or on this floor." Do you know what I mean? You don't. Uh, the... <laughs> We're not in the war. <laughs> We're not rationing not tea in bags the in the workplace. No. I'm always like, um... oh, I don't even know what I was going to say though. I always go, people with money, they don't know how to spend it. This is what I mean. Using, I'd be like, right, I'm getting the finest tea bags here. What could I get? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, Yorkshire tea gold. 
biscuit bro. And then you're like, oh, bloody hell, I can't pay it. I've spent too much money and now I can't pay bills. Oh, bloody hell, well, at least I've got a right good uh, set of tea bags. (laughs) I mean, you know, I could be dead tomorrow. At least I had a nice bro. Yeah, YOLO, innit? Yeah. Ah, YOLO approach to money, speaking of. um, It's probably right. Don't have any. Yeah. (laughs) I've got an excellent collection of stationery and uh, other such treats and that's probably where most of it went. If I look around and see where the money went, tat, pens. <laughs> tat's always good, yeah, pens, <laughs> crisps, consumables. <laughs> yeah, mate, that's what it's all about. So, uh, where should we begin? What do we want to talk um, about? Maybe we should start with, um, I don't know, I think tips, advice. So, top what to tips. do? Yeah, like what to do if you are struggling. I mean, now that's stupid. Like struggling for money. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think we, me and you are that's both got <laughs> <laughs> get down pound shop, get some uh, coffee, get some. <laughs> Yeah, just get a cellar back of the bus. Yeah, back of the bus makes them pennies. Do you with me? Do you know, I, like, me and you have both been pretty savvy, haven't we? So, like, we both yeah. um, set up businesses pretty young. Yeah. Which makes us sound like proper fancy, and that it does, doesn't it, actually? I just, when I said that out yeah. loud, I was like, yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. I mean, don't tell anyone I just sold, like, 10p mixes. Yeah, you know, listen, the finer details. <laughs> you don't get them bits on This Is Your Life, do you? you? You get the big... Oh, no, yeah. You know, much like, you know, I can say, oh, I set, CEO up, set up a business. And, business. Yeah. I'm a CEO. That's it. That's what all these these millennials, <coughs> us, uh, totally yeah, do, Yeah, I realised I'm a millennial. I didn't think I was. Yeah, totally millennial. That's what we do, innit? We just, we say things like CEO of our lives and stuff like that on LinkedIn and it's fine. We don't see it as a problem. <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, we both, obviously, we're both working class or else this, you know, podcast would be an absolute heinous setup. So, uh, yeah, we both started kind of hustling, I guess, pretty early, didn't we, to an extent? Like, so I know for me, like, I, because of the age we are, when we kind of grew up with eBay and all that kind of stuff, I um, started buying, like, vintage dresses and stuff like that, right? And I'd yeah. fix them up if they needed out fixing on them. But really, they were pretty much fine. I'd wash them and then bang them back on eBay for a higher price and just use the right keywords. So back then, it's yeah. like you were picking up on little bits and, and tips and stuff, weren't you? So it's like when people sell something like a pair of shoes, right? And they'll say like red converse but if a collector picks them up they know that they might be like a limited edition com de garçon whatever uh, and then dash them on for an extra hundred quid it's like that in it so if you've got that kind of savvy then you can pretty much create these kinds of hustles on internet nowadays like internet nowadays how old am i um but yeah we both did a bit of that we're on here though he's, he's the savvy one yeah you're ben's like killing it yeah, we, it used to go down quality save and, uh, before school and buy a lot of stuff and sell it on. Did it? More money. Yeah. What a lad. 
he needs, you know, bought traders to sell them on and all this. He's savvy. I am. Um... But he's, he's skin. <laughs> but this is a bloody problem, isn't it? It's hard to get past it. But, like, yeah. I remember when um, when I were at school and on weekend, we'd go down, you've, you'll have heard this story a million times, but we used to go down market and I used to rob a load of stuff off market stalls. It's bad now, man, I've got morals now, do you know what I mean? But I, I, I don't know what I'm thinking back then. I were on the rob. Anyway, and I was selling stuff at, when we get back to school, I'd be selling it and I'd get me dinners for free, obviously, and then I'd yeah. have a load of money and then just spend it on what I wanted because I didn't get pocket money, but... Yeah, I think there's some... I don't know whether it's just, like, the Oliver Twist nature of working-class people or something, or more the artful dodger, well, I should say. But, don't know. I think you just find a way of, like, getting what you need somehow, or... Don't know. I think we've both got... Where did that come from? I don't know. Just because, like... There wasn't any money coming anywhere, so... You just do that? Is that not what you do? I remember one time... Um, I had loads of videos I think my dad had bought from his mate down the pub at Ice and I dropped them from Asda. Yeah. And um, I just used to sell them all in my doorway. Like, oh, I don't want any of this. I'm just going to start selling it all. <laughs> just to set up like a jumble sale in my door. Everyone used to actually, they used to open your door. Yeah, put all the tat out door all. Yeah, and they used yeah. to be like, do you want to come buy my stuff? I mean, it's kind of like a, a you know, a, a kiddie version of a, a, a garage sale or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just set up. Be like, do you want to buy me tat? What have you got? I've got a golden eye on video. Do you want to buy it? Golden eye. <laughs> that was what he brought me. It's like if you're gonna buy some stolen videos in the pub, Dad. You know what I mean? Don't want to watch Golden Eye. I love that. That's the one yeah. that you remembered. A bit of Golden Eye. Yeah, do you remember and when? As a teenager, um... I just lived on my EMA. <laughs> went used to pretend I went to college to get EMA. Yeah, bloody hell! I remember that. Yeah, when we were sixth form, we yeah. had that. I bet yeah. they don't have it now with these uh, tourists. Now they stopped it a bit ago, EMA, but now it's compulsory. You have to carry on to education until you're 18. Oh, I'm like, yeah, what? you do, yeah. Well, so what was your, like, how how did you, A, feel like, do you know what, I'm just going to go and set a shop up? Like, how did you get to that point? And also, what was the story of that? Um... So I was working in Affleck's Palace for somebody else. I used to run. A, I used to have a stall on a student market, which involved making stuff and selling it, being savvy and customising like old handbags from the Chaza. Um, and then the manager was like, "Oh, you have to change your days. You have to work Tuesdays." Like, but I don't work Tuesdays because I'm, you know, flogging all my Karen O ripoff stuff down student market. <laughs> um, and then it just got rubbish the job and the manager started being a dick and then I think everyone was leaving and so I was like I'm just gonna set up a sweet shop so I used half the money because I gave the other half to the person at the time who I was doing the student market with that disbanded um so I gave them half the money because I'd just been saving it because I didn't want to do with it and I kept the other half and opened up a sweet shop where I didn't make any money, but it was fun for a year and a half or that long. Is that how long it was? Yeah, a year and a half. I don't know. Maybe, mm, or maybe just yeah, just over a year, I think. Maybe. Don't know. But yeah, I think because the building was in danger and it, everyone had left, it was a bit of a rocky time anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so that yeah, just I just was like, well, I'm going to open a sweet shop. I don't know. Half the time, I just have these ideas and I just do them. Do you think it's like, because obviously I'll share my story in a sec, but like, 
I do wonder how we get to that point, because people just don't, do they? It's not a thing that people tend to do, just set up a shop one day. Is it because we're just like, I don't know, We maybe other people grow up to be like, oh, and you, that's risky business, that, and you must learn, or you must go to school and learn stuff. Like, Do you think it's just a school of life, street smart shit, or what? Where, where do we, where do we decide we can do it? I don't know, I'm just one of them people that's like, oh yeah, I'll give this a go. <laughs> do yeah. yeah. And I feel like because I'd been running the student market for a few years, so I'd been selling stuff, I don't know, I think I've just always made stuff and sold stuff. And then, yeah, maybe it's just that. I think as well, I will point out that I did live at home at this point, I still do live at home. So I didn't have any financial, in terms of like, I had to pay everything on my own yeah so it's i was like screw it i'm just gonna open a sweet shop um yeah because <laughs> you know that's what you do basically i was like i can't be asked to find another job because i hate looking for jobs so i'll just open a sweet shop i wonder if as well it's like you can't do you know other people might risk be like oh i'm putting all my own money into it right and if you if you like basically mess it all up then you'll be on your arse. Maybe it's because we're already on his asses that we like, well, there's I no risk. I've started on my arse, so I've got nothing to lose, have I? Yeah, maybe it's <laughs> That's it's my... It's like, uh... what's the worst that can happen? One, I'll have no money. <laughs> Two, I'll then get in loads of debt. I grew up with my mum being in debt all the time, so it's not nothing new to me. Maybe it's Making that, money's you know... new to me. When I've got money, I don't know what to do with it. I start freaking out. I'm like, <laughs> don't pay me for this job. Oh, too much money. I can't handle it. I'm going to buy a golden <laughs> toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to eat out every night is that what you do oh my stomach's gone all weird why Ruth too rich oh. it totally does happen that though doesn't it yeah bit of an MST yeah, I think that probably is it then I'm just a bit like what's the worst it can happen I'll have no money I have no money to start with so I'm not, I'm not I think that's a good shout I think we've just theorised something there like a set yeah, of true philosophers yeah the only way is up or back down to where I started. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, is all you know, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's no not. Fear. No fear. Plus, like, you know, we talked about before about this idea of this kind of millennial pink girl boss generation. Like, the whole Sophia Amoruso story is that she was, like, finding vintage stuff on it and, like, um, picking up clothes from shops and then putting them on a bit of a markup and da da da. Similar-ish to what I was doing at the time and a bunch of other people I knew were doing at the time is like, obviously our generation, but what it's become now is like this, um, you kind of self-publish a book on how to be a creative professional and like, I don't know, I don't actually know how the people make the money. Like I had a shop for three years and I struggled to make basically bugger all for a lot of that. and But then you see people like eating out every single day and having really good brunch to take pictures of on Instagram. And like flying... Influencers. Yeah, like yeah. flying to LA and stuff. And I think like, that's mad. So you've got this idea of girl boss. But at the same time, like my nan and probably loads of people you know and like, just, yeah, just like, it's a thing that working class women have always been like proper grafters so obviously you have there's a lot of women who like you know might have been um full-time mums they might have been um 
like doing a bit of a like side hustle or whatever but like I always had a lot of examples of mums who would work nights or mums who were out on market stalls like my nan worked on a market stall right up until she was like 78 year old yeah and that that to me is like that's the different version of it isn't it this is like proper grafters who've got their hands dirty you were on car boot sales at six o'clock in the morning at a race course do you know what I mean like it's always been there like but it's just a different kind isn't it it's I guess a less aesthetically pleasing uh, Instagram filter version that we've now you know what your gran at the car boot at 6am that's not Instagrammable yeah like working on a fish market and stuff do you know what I mean yeah yeah hmm anyway I suppose that's the difference as well. You've got that's where that class difference and money different difference plays a part because you could do I don't know, you could be flown out to LA by a brand, take some pictures at the Ace Hotel, um, and then fly back. But you're like my nan, for example, probably didn't make that much money working a forty hour week or or more that entire week to pay for that flight that that person had to go to LA. And that's the difference. It's not about graft, is it? It's not about hard work. It's about what level you can get to and what, what your fallback is. So basically, yeah. if someone doesn't like, work 40 hours a week, then they can't pay the bills and they might get evicted or whatever. And then, But the other side of it is, oh, well, if I don't get any work as an influencer this week, I don't have to go to work at Tesco. I just, I don't know, maybe my mum pays my bills or something. What do they do? How does it work? Don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Don't what get it. Do they do? But yeah, anyway, that's that, innit? That's the difference. But <coughs> so somewhere along them lines as well, like my story of setting up the shop was I've worked in shops for obviously I went to uni and then I left uni at twenty one and then I got a job. Um in a shop and then I worked up to being shop manager and you were only an independent shop like I weren't climbing a, a giant retail ladder at the time I literally just had a bit of a word and worked full time in a shop and I was a manager <laughs> that's um, kind of how I like got managerial positions yeah and uh, so yeah just started doing that and then it was that time where you started bringing in um, e-com some it called one epos systems that were it so basically the beginning of e-commerce with a till that instead of writing stock checks with your pen and paper you could uh, put scan everything into computer screen and everything and it'd give you like an itemized receipt print out uh, and i started figuring all that out and then when they were installing it i just kind of got my head around it all and uh taught myself it and i thought well if i can do this maybe this can lead to something else i didn't have any digital training around I just taught myself it all and then uh, decided to set the business up because I had an idea of like a gap in the market so again I don't know where where I got that bold just gonna do it yeah just, plus, just did it mate so you know didn't didn't work like that never been on a course never done anything I got a GCSE in business studies but best believe I use fuck all of that at the time um <laughs> But yeah, somehow that, that happened and then just had a website, did I? <laughs> just literally taught myself how to make a website. Thought, well, 
I'll just do it and see what happens. And somehow I must have had some kind of basic digital knack built in, but I did it. Um, and yeah, I got, got some funding. Went and stood up in front of people and said, this is what I want to do. And I've got this idea and this is how I'm going to do it. And they gave me some money. It was mad. <laughs> You're like, all right then. I Bye. still look back and I think, who was that person? <laughs> Can I get her back, please? <laughs> and also, that were mad. So, yeah, I don't even feel... When I tell this story, it don't feel like my life because it feels so long ago now, but... Um, yeah, so I did the same thing. Um, made pretty much no money, but got given loads of cool stuff. So, again, that, that how the other half live thing where stuff just kind of comes to you, doesn't it, and, like, sits on your knee when you get to... Which I think, I'm like... You know, if they've got money, they don't need free stuff. Yeah, but it's definitely some sort of weird world where you just get more free yeah. stuff. So, like, I remember, because um, I was working with Vans, so we got sent... I got... You'll know this. I was kitted out, man, one for years. Like, I had loads of... Yeah, gear. you were. Fucking fresh. No, I, I had all the best gear all the time. Like, it's a sad story now compared, but... Anyway, by the by, I have to pay for your own stuff now. What a sad story. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you just get sent all this stuff, and then... We got put up in, um, we went to the Vans Warped Tour and we got VIP passes for free, obviously, and then they put us up in the Hilton and then they give you them hot cookies on my way into Hilton. I was like, what kind of world's this? You're checking into a hotel, you get free bloody cookies. This is madness. And then in the, we got to the hotel room and there were bloody Mac in there. <laughs> I'm not even messing, like, there were, there were a Mac in there and I thought... What is this? Like <laughs> some new world shit. Anyway, so as fast as uh, I was in my tower of Mac computer hot cookie goodness, I also fell <laughs> directly straight back to uh, the ground and actually worse than the ground I knew before. So I guess in this instance, I didn't go back Did to go where back. I was. I went even lower than that. <laughs> so... Yeah, for those who don't already know this story, which to be fair I've shared a lot of times now, is that I'm officially bankrupt. Um, I've got a year and a bit left of my six-year sentence. Um, so I've done a big stint of it now. But it's um, it's a it's a game-changer. It's an absolute life-altering thing uh, that you can't really do anything about. That's it. Once you've gone bankrupt, you're, you're just bankrupt. Everything seems to be hard. And, you know, before where, I think that when I say that, I'd love to go back to that 24-year-old who was like, I'm just going to do a business and that's fine. Like, the that ability now and that kind of um, optimistic, bold streak is is gone for me, I think, now. Because, again, it, it when you have something like that happen, and it's, I don't know that, I've written a lot about how, to me, it feels like it was the world sort of saying to me that I should have stayed in my lane. Like, who did I think I was trying to do something like that, you know? Um, yeah. And that, that took a long time for me to get my head around and get over it, really, which I don't really think I in, entirely am. I think it knocked a lot of wind out of my sails. But, um, you know, I'm not. I'm hardly all of a twist now. I'm doing pretty bloody well, so I should just shut up moaning. But um, it, it takes yeah. a long time, like... It, it's one thing to be working class and to know, to get used to that, you know, and, and feel a bit othered. And when you get older and you kind of mix with other people and you see 
how people see you from the outside in and, and all that kind of stuff. And then you've got that other bit of life where you just, I don't know, you just realise that, I mean, I stood up in court and had someone tell me I was worth nothing. That's, I think, like what you said, it's that thing where you kind of, when you are working class, you kind of get told by outsiders that you won't amount to anything. Yeah. And you kind of don't set your limits too high, even though I was like, I'm going to shop because you think, oh, I'll never succeed for whatever reasons, because it's ingrained in you. So like you said, so you had this bold move, you, you did it, and then these circumstances meant you went back to the ground and below. So then it's kind of reinforced all that stuff you kind of tried to shake off as you grew up. Yeah. It like, makes like, you think... what were you thinking doing that? <laughs> Not for yeah. you. That's exactly how I thought. I thought it was, yeah, like the world or, or something, the universe just going, shut up, Ledge, pack it in, man. Do you know what I mean? You shouldn't be in that room with Mac. Whoa, <laughs> That's not, not for you, you mate. One cookies, not for you. <laughs> not for your type round here, pal. Get out. So yeah, that that's kind of how it felt, really. And, and to stand up in, you know, I were in Donny bloody County Court, stood there, like with a big old load of papers in my hand. My entire like dream of this life that I'd been living for three years, which was hard. Don't get me wrong, but it, there was a lot of good things about it and mostly that feeling of I can do this like check me out I'm doing this when it seemed like the world would think that that wasn't possible of me and I, there was a lot of pride to that to have that kind of taken away um and I can't really obviously talk about what happened specifically on that one but it wasn't my fault <laughs> yeah <laughs> that probably sounds it like it weren't me, fault, it weren't me. god I didn't do it wasn't her fault yeah so it wasn't my fault but uh that that was a like tough pill to swallow and all that, but anyway, yeah, I think to be to be told by somebody like a judge <laughs> that you are worth nothing is it, it doesn't sound like it would be as hard hitting. I don't know when it's you and someone's looking at you and telling you that, and you sort of realise like you've now got nothing. You, you everything has been taken away from you as much as so when. If you haven't had a, an experience of going bankrupt, like this is what it actually means, is you have to save up to go bankrupt, which people don't know. So at the time, I went bankrupt in 2014, and it was 850 quid, which is not a small amount of money. So that's yeah. another thing that people don't know. So it's almost like a privilege to go bankrupt. So you've got, if you get into a bit of difficulty, like financially, you've got a few options. So you have, you can go on like, um, debt repayment schemes and debt relief schemes and stuff like that where they'll like freeze the amount that you owe stop your your debtors or your creditors getting onto you and then you pay um, a specific agency in certain amounts that you agree uh, so you can do that so that helps but you still obviously get it affects your credit score then you've got other options where you can make an agreement to pay um, an inflated amount over a long time um, or what seems like the exciting, nice option in some ways is you can go bankrupt and yes, it has all these issues and it's going to really affect your credit score and it's going to be a problem. You can't get a mortgage and you can't get an overdraft and all them types of things, but you, the debt goes away, you know? But then if you think about it, that if you think about all those three scenarios, you can see why not many people go bankrupt because yeah. they can't. It's not, it's not a normal option for people, 
you know, you're on your ass usually. You're like, I need somebody to help me right now at this point. And that's why you can't people... just sell a bit of land. No, you can't just bloody sell off a bit of land, can you, pal? Do you know what I mean? But so, you know, when that's how when people don't understand how people can get in these messes, you know, and that's exactly why because payday loans and shit like that, those types of things are exactly the solution that people who are stuck need and have access to. Yeah. And it's total bullshit and it's out of order but that is exactly why they worked and why they helped you know helped inverters commas to to the people that needed them right but they were just a fucking absolute shit show i'm so glad that they a lot of them have been outlawed but um yeah luckily because i had a business at the time um when i realized what i was going to have to do is is go bankrupt is i had a load of stock so i just tried to sell as much of stock as i could um, so on the website, I'd like the most... i tell you what, right, if people were shopping on that shop at that time that I went bankrupt, you got some right deals. <laughs> in that, that couple of weeks that I was selling everything off, there were like brand new stuff going at 58, 50 to 80% off. Just because all I wanted to do is just get to that 850 quid as soon as I, I could to. to stop all them phone calls. I didn't want anybody knocking at the door. Do you know what I mean? It were, it were horrible. Yeah. And shit gets intense very quick. As soon as you miss, like, one payment, that's it. Um, so, yeah, pretty frightening time. So I were able to save up. As soon as I could save up, you literally go down to county court. They give you a massive load of papers. And you have to... Uh, basically, if you can't afford anybody to go down and help you out with your legal forms and stuff, they used to have legal aid, but they scrapped legal aid the year before. <laughs> so I had no legal aid. I had no understanding of what any of these papers meant. I tried my best. But again, you can understand how people might not be able to access that as well because you just it, it's complicated language, you know what I mean? It's not designed to be easy. So you have to go through all these forms and then you have to stand up in court and you have to ask. So you, you've paid your 850 quid, but they might not grant you it. You've got to ask them to release you <laughs> and let you have the bankruptcy. Um, and luckily I did. I have a funny story as well, just to break up this into into a bit of a lull for a sec. Is um, my surname is Ledger, which is a type of like accounting book. And uh, so when I walked into the room, the judge guy says to me, "Oh, Ledger, you should have been a bookkeeper." And I said, hey. I said to him, "Evidently not." And then he looked really embarrassed and he went, oh, sorry, that was really inappropriate of me. <laughs> Literally, I was like, <laughs> amazing. But anyway, yes, that was funny. Definitely not. <sighs> Lols at Donny Crown Court. But anyway, so, not Crown Court, bloody hell, I think I'm in, I thought I were top criminal then, didn't I? County Court. Too, too much crime drama you there. <laughs> County Court is the less exciting one. But anyway, so, yeah, uh, then... What happens is they there and then it's like instant. So you've got all your bank cards and stuff. They just freeze your bank accounts. They freeze everything you've got. Um, so as daft as it sounds, you need a quid fifty in your sock to get home. Do you know what I mean? If you can't, you've got to get a bus home. If you if you haven't got anybody to pick you up or whatever, if you I had a car, Uber. Yeah, if you had a car, your car's gone, mate. If you own a house, that that house is going, mate. Um, you ain't got nothing. And yeah, you certainly can't get a bloody Uber out on your phone because uh, that shit's froze, mate. 
so your bank account's gone and lot. So I had a quid fifty in my sock, so I could get home. Um, and then the next day, they sent Bayless round. Um, and then the gen here's a good a good top tip if you ever find yourself in a a bit of a scrape like this is. Don't let a bailiff in your house. If you can, no, I was, that's my top tip. Sorry, go on. Yeah. yeah. If if you know they're coming, obviously, if you don't, <laughs> then they're pretty easy to identify when they turn up at your house because they're not right friendly and they bang on windows and doors and everything. If you open the door or if you open the window, and they get in, it's a problem. But if you don't. If you don't open the door, they can come again, they can come again until they actually get legal documents to enter your house. Just don't let them in. So if you've got some stuff that you can put in your driveway or put in your doorway or whatever, then they'll take that. And just don't let them in. So for me, yeah. like, I were, obviously didn't have anywhere to live, did I? So I went back to family and um, I had like quite a bit of stock left in that. So I I filled all the driveway, everything I could, of anything, all the stock and stuff, just to kind of appease them as best I could. And uh, anyway, so they turned up with this big van and I'd itemised everything out, trying to, you know, um, like tot it up to a certain amount, like, um, and kept all the doors shut and met them on. As soon as they turned up, I got out and locked door and went and stood on the driveway. And I realised they were just taking everything and just chucking it in the back of this van. And that's when I thought, hey, look, like, they're not actually counting this. They're out. So I, I grabbed a couple of things that I know I could sell on eBay and took them uh, and took them back in the house when they'd gone. Like, you know, when they were doing, like, two trips, right? So I put some back in the kitchen and then come back out again. And that's that's what I were doing, selling through people's eBay accounts to try and get a bit of money, you know, so I could keep myself going until I could sign on. And, um, but, yeah, like... Everybody on the streets, obviously out, having a little look, see what's going on. Everyone's at, you know, not not even like curtain twitching, like you're having a nice estate. Like people are just out on the street going, oh, what's happening here then, like? What we got here? <laughs> having a good nap. thinking that my mum loves watching Can't Pay Will Take It Away, right? Yeah. Just, just I'm going to say this, which is funny because he spent all my childhood never answering the door to Bayliss. Yep. Like, while they're knocking for half an hour solid, just being like, and they're like, I know who you're in, and you're just like sat there. But now she loves what bloody watching it. I was like, Yeah, the old uh, <laughs> sit under the window, get under the window. <laughs> yeah, like behind the sofa. Yeah. Behind the sofa. Yeah. So, yeah, fun fact don't open doors. They can come um, back, one... but put some stuff out for them. <laughs> like, yeah, like Santa. Come back several times. If, if you don't answer the, open the door, then. Yeah. If you let them in, they'll take a lot, mate. That's the problem. Yeah. So once you've let invited them, it's like the right vampires, aren't they? Yeah. Once you've opened the door and they let them in the threshold, yeah, that's it then. Take whatever they want, even if it's more than what you owe, they'll take everything. Yeah. So another fun uh, fact is, when you go bankrupt, um, and obviously everything gets frozen, even if you sign on, obviously that takes time, um, but when you sign on, you've got to have a bank. And you can't always get a bank, right? Because <laughs> when you're bankrupt, nobody will give you a bank account, not even a kid's bank account. So what happens is um, you have usually one bank on the high street that will deal with bankrupts. And I don't know if they just like take it in turns or maybe they have like a big conference where all the banks get together every year and they have a bit of a joke. And you, say, you have a, 
You have them. Yeah, and maybe they go like, oh, do you know what? Let's pull a, a set of straws and someone gets a short straw and they're like, oh, dickhead, you've got the short straw. But anyway, so when I went bankrupt, co-op had just stopped offering bankrupts. Um, yeah, they used to be the ones that were really uh, yeah. helpful, but it's not. So they, they stopped um, and Barclays was the only one. And there were one day and I was walking up and down all the different banks in Donny Town Centre. Uh, and nobody knew, not at, like clerks or whatever, or whatever they're called. It's clerks, isn't it? On a bank. Group. Yeah. Um, nobody knew if, if they did or didn't. And then I'd have to sit and wait. And then somebody would come out and look at me, right? Like like I was some absolute idiot. Um, no, sorry, madam. Um, made me feel like an absolute dickhead. And it happened lo- like loads of times that day. And honestly, again, when you've just been told you're worth nothing on a piece of paper... And then you're walking up and down a bloody high street like a social pariah because you can't even get your benefits into an account because you haven't got a bloody bank account. It's just shit, basically. Um, but FYI, Barclays is the one that will take you on if you, even if you've got bad credit. Um, so I am just shy of five years into my six-year sentence. Um, I still can't get a current account. I've got a kid's account. Um, and for the first year, I couldn't get PayPal, I couldn't get um, online statements, I couldn't do transfers, I had to go into branch to do everything. It was ridiculous. So this is like the reality of when people don't understand how easy it is to get into these shitty situations, but how hard it is to get out of them. These are the real stories that are very important to to know and, and hear because... It's all about empathy, right? If you if you don't understand, then you're probably going to listen to um, the types of shit that people say and the, the judgments and the the Jeremy Kyle and and whatever. Like, but the reality is, you can be very well meaning. You can work your ass off. You can be a good upstanding citizen, but you can find yourself in these situations very easily, and it is fucking solid to get back out of them. Like, I am a bit of a ridiculous, resilient person, and I. I've kind of pulled myself out of this shit to an extent. Um, but I, I don't know how I've done it. But I am incredibly lucky to be where I am now. That's for sure. Um, everything is just made so hard for you. So, again, top tip. My new favourite thing is Monzo. So, Monzo have not... They're not paying us to, to shout them out on this podcast. <laughs> um, it's so weird after you told me and then somebody else came in work and told me. And I'm like, oh... And then somebody else was talking about it. I mean, Monzo is mint. So M-O-N-Z-O. It's, um, I'm guessing, just a UK company. But if you're international and you're listening to this, maybe Google it anyway. They are a new fancy uh, financial tech millennial probably company. future (laughs) Future of... finances i don't know yeah they've probably got a slogan like that the future of bank and money and whatever but it's probably run by super cool people who wear hoodies um have skateboards in the office mini scooters (laughs) i don't know i say that for chairs i I legitimately work in tech yeah and uh today at three o'clock we had a social where they bought a whole like a load of domino's pizzas loads of beers and we just did a quiz so yeah and and yeah this is your life (laughs) i would say like 70 percent of everybody in that room wore a hoodie as well so yeah stereotypes right so anyway monzo so monzo is a modern bank 
and they don't credit check you. In fact, if you have just left um, prison, they will give you a bank account. Uh, if you're bankrupt, they'll give you a bank account. If you are new to the country, they'll give you a bank account. So all these kind of institutions that stop you from getting on your feet, even if you're, like I say, you're hardworking, you're well-meaning, you want to you wanna get shit done, but you can't. You know, it, I don't know if people even know that as well. To get benefits, you need a bank account. Um, and also uh, fixed address as well. Um, that's another thing that people don't realise. It's not easy to get yourself out of this shit. Um, so, again, I was lucky to have a place that I could stay, you know, so I had my fixed address, and the next stage was getting a bank account. If I'd have known about Monzo, the whole thing would have been a hell of a lot easier. Um, and everybody who might be listening to this who may struggle, Monzo, um, absolute game changer. So, aside from the fact that, so it's free to set up, there's no like hidden fees, no stupid shit. You literally get a bank account um, and then a couple of days later they'll send you a card in the post and you get an app. Um, you don't have to go into any branches. You don't have to take any ID anywhere. Um, you do a, you actually do like a little fun video um, through their app and you just say your name and you say, I want a Monzo account uh, and they verify it's you. I can't remember the questions they ask actually. There's a couple of different questions, um, maybe only two or three, somewhat really short. And then you just get a card and honestly that was such an empowering feeling you know to be um five years into bankruptcy and not actually be able to even have a current account is fuck it's so annoying and it causes the most stupid problems that you don't even think are going to happen and you constantly feel embarrassed or a bit ashamed or you know depending on who you're with and stuff like at work you, you have to kind of out yourself all the time um, which I don't think people realise. Uh, and Monzo has just completely helped with that. Like, So they're not going to give you an overdraft. They're not going to give you credit or anything like that. But it just means that you are treated as you should be, like anybody else who has a job, <laughs> like has money that needs to go into a bank account. And you're not... You, I don't know. It, it, it's, a weird, it's weird to try and explain it, I guess, if, if you've not been through it. But... It just feels really, really empowering. And I just think it's a super cool company. Um, what they're doing is sweet. And even if you're not... It's not designed for people who are in financial turmoil. It's it's designed for everyone. It's just a cool bank. It's, yes, it's for everyone, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so I think the more, the more we kind of get away from these stupid financial institutions that dictate how we need to be and keep the rich rich and the rest of the the people stuck and prevent them from getting on with their lives is bullshit you know the more we can get on board with companies like monzo the fucking better to be honest um so yeah not paying us to say this but honestly i would give you a hard <laughs> sell all day long um so yeah monzo decent um i have two other top tips and then i'll stop talking because i feel like i've been talking for ages uh go on what are your top tips paypal credit so if you are struggling to get credit paypal is now offering credit that is not related to your credit score. So again, they're not gonna give you like 10 grand, they're not gonna give you a mortgage, but they will give you things like, um, actually this Mac. So I'm recording this podcast through um, a Mac and I went on the PayPal website and I was thinking, do you know what, I'm bankrupt, so it's not like I'm gonna get a worse credit score, is it? Um, and I thought, I'm gonna try this, because I'd heard that PayPal credit 
um, is this kind of new way of, again, it's just a financial tech business, really. Um, and they're a bit of a game changer, so I thought I'd give it a try. So I was on the Mac website, and they said, introducing PayPal credit. And it just said, if you want to break your payments down, um, just fill this form in, and we'll give you an amount of how much you can pay over like six months or a year, whatever. Uh, so I filled it all in, and uh, they literally just gave me credit. Like, I couldn't believe it. I pressed, like, order, thinking it would come up and say, sorry, shut your mouth, Emma Ledger, you're, you're broke. <laughs> You can't have anything. What were you thinking? Part two. Um, but no, literally, they just they just gave me it. So there was no checking to my credit score, nothing. Because obviously I check this every single month because I'm desperately trying to build it back up. Uh, yeah, nothing. So guys, PayPal credit, awesome. It's not going to help your credit score get better because like I say, it's not linked to your credit score. But if you need that, if you need something like this, for example, like I have now got this Mac... Um, it's meant that I could do this podcast. It's meant that I could do loads of creative things. If you're, you know, um, a graphic designer, for example, see if you can get a MacBook Pro, you know, see if you can get an iPad. There's all of these amazing things that will help um, you to do what it is you want to do. And if money is stopping you from doing that, try PayPal credit, guys, because it's not going to knock your credit any further back than it is. So that's a, a massive tip from me. Um... The other one is Noddle, um, and that is a free credit score tool. Um, I can't remember, one of the big companies owns it, I can't remember who it is, but anyway, you can check your credit score for free, and it gives you free tips as well on how you can improve it. Um, so that is another very good top tip, because a lot of the others are like, I have a paid one because I need to make sure that um, I've got as many chances as I can possibly get for when I exit bankruptcy next year. Um, but it's like it can be like a ten like ten quid a month something like that. But Noddle is completely free. It's basic, but it it definitely helps. So uh, that's the end of my massive TED talk. <laughs> 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 but yeah, there's uh, right. top tips. <laughs> yeah, my tip, but I don't know if how legit is. I think it's similar to what you're saying, like PayPal credit. I know um, <clears throat> my and my brother have got um, a Cash Plus account. Oh yeah. I don't know if they're, I don't think they're bad, but yeah, basically how they work is you can kind of prepay money onto the card, so if you know, like, you're particularly bad with money, as in, like, you, you do just spend it all because you're like, fuck it, I'm not got any more, or, um, and, like, you can put it onto the card, but what it does do is they're both using it um, as a credit builder. Like oh, yeah. <clears throat> so they've been watching it in their credit but just by using it and then paying it off, but it's this already money they know they have, hmm. so to speak. So you kind of put it on and then take it off. Uh, the credit's going up. Decent. So it's a good way of building your credit without having to like order things from like catalogs and stuff. I don't know why you do it in the modern day. Um, I love catalogue. Like, credit cards, <laughs> you know, you aren't going to pay back, or credit cards that you won't get, or Mickey Mouse credit. You don't get Mickey Mouse credit cards where they. Um, interest rates ridiculously high because no one else will give you one and again yeah. they don't do credit checks so you can get one it's kind of an online thing there's an app um and it's good for a credit builder nice yeah my other top tip what i say is like um i always used to i only go to the dentist when um i'm on the dole because <laughs> <laughs> it's really expensive <laughs> true, true. yeah so then you don't pay or you know get prego 
or whatever. But then that would be expensive in the end. It's not really a tip. <laughs> Terrible tip. <laughs> Long term. <laughs> New party spending. Well, another good thing actually that I've just thought then about Monzo is on the app, whenever you use your card, it sends you um, a, like a notification. It'll say like, you've, for example, you've just spent 20 quid at Domino's. <laughs> so oh, that's really that handy. Is, that, is. Uh, that is fine. And uh, you also have like, um, when you log into the app, right, you have a pie chart and you can set spend allowances. So you can put like 400 quid in it or whatever. Maybe keep your bank that's account for your spending. That's what work was saying, yeah. Yeah, so it's dead good and it makes you realise how much money you're spending. Um, so rather than like pens and paper and bit of a business vibe cash flow forecasting, it's literally all done for you. So you just say, right, I want to do, I don't know, 20 quid a day on food or whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? Eating out 50 quid a week, whatever you want to do. Um, and <laughs> uh, how much are you getting paid these days, big lad? <laughs> oh, yeah, mate. All the time. <laughs> to be fair, I probably do smash about 100 quid on bloody Just Eat every month. <laughs> Fortnite <laughs> week. <laughs> oh, I love just it. Anyway, lol at agoraphobia. So anyway, but um, yeah, like it actually tells you all these things that any I'll say to you, you're reaching your limit. And I just think it's cool stuff like that, you know, just to when you're on a bit of a oh yeah, I got paid, I'm just gonna buy everything and get that golden toilet seat. It'll say to you, yeah, I know that every month. Big ledge, you only got ten pound now because you bought that gold <laughs> toilet seat, you idiot. <laughs> Yeah, shit. So, <laughs> like, stuff no. like that's good. Um, I just remember my sister, since she's had a child, she's really into all the money saving schemes. Um, I think they've stopped it now, but they called it they called it wombling, right? Right. <laughs> so basically, I think Alfred did it, but they've just stopped it. But other supermarkets, it's that whole that price checker. Yeah. But basically, what it is is you know you do the whole you said you type in your receipt if they can find it cheaper than other. Um, supermarket they'll give you the difference yeah. so that's like one pound so she, she, she comes around printing using only bloody printer inks probably costing her more than these vouchers getting like one pound 20 off two pound 50 off and all this so that's good they all do that price checkers but wombling is um, a term when you get other people's receipts what so basically she just used to womble hours so she'd be like have you got any receipts so people you know like when people just leave their receipts yeah you just pick up someone's random receipt and then you put it in your price checker and you'll get a voucher for the oh, difference. Oh, may. Yes. But the term's wombling because you're wombling for receipts. So, yeah, there's that. Um, she's also, I can't remember the app, but there's one where I think how it must work, like market research and stuff, you just, in details like your name, your age, and just like kind of demographics and nothing too personal. And then any receipt that you buy of anything, you just input it in this app and you get like vouchers back or money back or something she's well into this and i think how it works is that it's a it's an outsourcing company will then be like well people who are aged 30 to 40 but shop at this time of day because you put like the time on your receipt and they ah, buy these things you know? yeah, like so it's, it's like they can sell yeah they can sell it back to companies so it doesn't really cost you anything it's an app and you just put it in and you end up getting like money back and stuff like that so she's really into that yeah <laughs> Mate, that is sad. Yeah, they're them. I can't think of anything else. Love a good, like, money savings expert thing, really, like. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of anything else. I don't know if I can. No, I think one thing that um, I always found to be very good is, but again, 
do you know benefits change that much now that you never truly know do you but um working yeah. tax credits that blew my mind actually how good working tax credits are oh yeah because i used to have working tax credits because i'm self-employed and also work part-time hmm. um they did send me a letter once scaring me saying we are going to check we've changed the way we will check if you are actually self I was self-employed but I just wasn't making much money and I thought oh my god they're going to be like sitting in your room sewing isn't kind of self-employed um I'm no longer <laughs> working tax credit because uh I've got a slightly higher pay at work and I've been doing like more workshops and getting more pay so um this year I, I stopped and I paid them about like 80 pounds but that's really good especially if you are it's what my top tip for self-employed people is actually working yeah it's really good isn't it you, sorry go on because yeah because if you're self-employed you depending on the nature of your business you're not going to get the same amount every month you're not getting a steady income you have to be over 25 and also if you have got a partner you live with your partner it depends on their income but it is good because it just means that you will get this little, it could be a little amount, or it could be depending on how much you earn, they work it out. But it's this regular income, so even if you haven't got any jobs, if say you're like a freelance artist, or if you're freelancing is selling something, um, you know, if, if that's not this month, you aren't getting as much, at least you know you might get a little bit of uh, working tax credits because it's based on hours. So as long as you work over 32 hours, um, are over 16 and you don't have a partner that earns a certain amount of money you could be entitled to work in tax credit so it sounds like I'm on like an advert for them yeah we're doing some hard sales um, tonight aren't we mate <laughs> yeah but that that was really good for me that helped me not be like I should just work full-time and stop trying to do to this other thing um but yeah so it was helpful for me well it it was also when um so when I had the shop I was paying myself minimum wage because I just desperately wanted like any penny I made to go back into, you know, the pot to make sure that I could buy more stock and just, you know, it was just like, like you say, when you don't have that definite, this is how much I'm going to get paid and this is when I'm going to get paid, you can't always pay yourself, can you, you know, uh, you can't guarantee anything. So I was on working tax credits as well um, and that, d d I would definitely not have been able to do that business without working tax credits. And I just think it's such a such a cool thing. I fucking hope now that they haven't got rid of it. Because well, know, it's all universal credit. And universal I don't get it. Is, it's a fucking con, because once you're on universal credit, they made my mum go on it for, I think she was in between jobs. Oh, she was on working tax credit, because she only works a certain amount of hours, and they switched to universal credit. And once you run it, you can't get off it, and it's bullshit, man. Is it? Bullshit. Yeah, it's it's a joke. It's like, um. But yeah, no working tax credits though. If it's, if it's still a thing, which it is, because I yeah it is, because I literally only stopped mine in July. Yeah, if it's probably because I just because I, I earn too much to claim for it now. I'm just so rich. You're just so rich. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just fancy people now. Here's me smashing it all on just eat golden toilet seats. It's all good. You've got Yorkshire Golden. It's fine. Yeah, I know. What are we like? We shouldn't even be running this bloody podcast. <laughs> I know, innit? We've transcended our class, Selena, do you know what I mean? We have, we have. Trans when are we going to do a podcast about transcending class? And how <laughs> it might just end up going there now, to be fair, because we can't stop no, not talking about it. We need a whole, whole <laughs> three hours alone just for that, Em. Come on. Do you know what, though? In short, right, and I, I stand by this point, and if you haven't read the last print episode of Paul Ass, we've both hammered on this point. 
we firmly believe, right, that class is it's just not something you transcend. It's bullshit. Up or down, not up or down, backwards or forwards, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this whole upwardly mobile thing is just made up shit. All it is, is basically saying that if you want to be taken seriously, or if you want to be successful, or blah, 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 blah you need to, like, all of a sudden change yourself in whatever way, you know, how you look, how you speak, whatever, uh, and not be working class, basically, because you can't possibly succeed uh, if you're working class, visibly working class, uh, which is just bullshit, and it just takes away all the achievements of working class people, um, and just I think it's just a way of making people, uh, pushing people down and making people feel like they can't achieve anything, you know, like they don't have options like anybody else. It's just stupid. I I feel very strongly about it. And um, that's not just because now I'm doing all right either. <laughs> and I've got some sort of, but I'm doing okay now. And, 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 but I'm still working class. I just think it's shit. I think you can, you can be successful. You can be rich. Uh, you can be a really quality, excellent, nouveau riche, uh, <laughs> new money, tacky lottery winner millionaire and you can still be working class i love anything to do with new money i love it i love like when you see programs about kerry katona or katie price and they've got these massive houses and the dog just shits in the front room do you know what i mean and they're like (laughs) they're like listen money cannot buy you class (laughs) you're just still the same lass right you've just got i don't know a burberry dress on but it, <laughs> it's fine. It, I just love to see how people who haven't got money spend their money. Because like we said at the, <laughs> at the beginning of this podcast, it's just like, whoa, oh, I don't know what to do with it. Oh, golden toilet. Oh, yeah. Oh, what can I buy? This really pointless thing I don't need. Oh, oh. Yeah. Because I can. Oh. You know. <laughs> yeah, just because I can, I'm going to. My um, favourite... that Jamie uh, Oliver. Well, yeah. Look at him. He's going to probably go bankrupt soon. Um, Is it? What? Well, who knows, but he's having to sell off all right. his business and that, isn't he? I don't know. Good. Yeah, he's I closing hope, down his, uh, Jamie's Italians. He's got, had to close them all down, hasn't he? Has he? <gasps> yeah, Sorry, I shouldn't be gloating at someone else's misfortune after you just told me how terrible bankruptcy is. But when someone comes into a home and says, if he can afford a big flat screen TV, then they can afford to feed the kid healthily and come in and make all these assumptions about working class people, uh, they can fuck right off. What a bellend. Do you know, um, you know, we did that whole thing about, you know, trying to teach poor people how to make healthy things oh. and, and shaming them f- for buying yeah. like, bloody frozen pizzas and shit, whatever. Um, you know, we still got like a little shop front in Rotherham because obviously it was set in Rotherham, wasn't it, when you he, when he come over for that series. Um, and I, I'm, I'm talking to you like it's just me and you, but there are people listening to this. I live in Rotherham, by the way. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's still a shop in town where it's like, it teaches people how to cook um, and also helps, uh, like, you understand. Like, it sounds stupid if, like, this is not your experience, but it teaches people what food is what and how to cook from a really basic level. So you might find that if you don't have working-class friends that you might not realise that people just don't know what certain vegetables and fruits are and stuff like that, and they've never cooked because it's just not something they've ever known. You know, it's just a different way of life. And that's kind of what we're trying to do with Paulas, really. And trying to open that up and and have real people share real stories, you know. Uh, But, yeah, anyway, 
Nouveau Riche. The best Nouveau Riche example <laughs> for me was, uh, do you remember that guy Michael Carroll who won the lottery? Do you remember him? If you don't know who I'm talking about, please Google him, Google image him because it is a treat. He um, was a lad off at estate, right? And he won an absolute shit ton of money. And basically what he did was he, he bought this big house and he bought loads of cars and he just smashed them all up. Oh, I remember him. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. And he yeah. had loads of gold, didn't he? He had like his own name round his neck and like, he had like loads of massive gold chains. And he just bought loads of expensive cars and just drove them into each other and smashed them up. <laughs> just had a, a massive like eight bedroom house really or something can. full of parties. No, I remember him. I remember him. <laughs> because uh, he can. Yeah, because I bloody can, mate. He just got millions. Who cares? I'm going to buy Ferrari and smash lot up. Do what I want. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, on that note. Uh, <laughs> I'm off to go buy scratch cards. <laughs> yeah. Mate, off you go. That's it. And then you can buy a big old house. Fill it full of sweets. Put Get rid of stairs. <laughs> And instead, no, put a slide in. Get ball pit, slide into a ball pit. We know that's what's going to happen. When when you're going to get your grand designs? When I get my grand design, that house is purple on the inside and the out. So, yeah. <laughs> ball pit, slide into ball pit. <laughs> TV screen the size of the wall. In every in uh, every wall. Every TV. Room. Yeah. <laughs> Just TVs for walls. Yeah, do you know like when Kev says... Well, you know, all these uh, these like modern designs and they're using concrete, you know, they're a bit like, uh, he, always, he always says, it's just too much like a car park. Well, if you watch it with anybody working class, like if I had grand designs on in our house or whatever, my dad would always go, it'd be a bugger to eat that. <laughs> <laughs> all these big ceilings, ooh, all this use of concrete, oh, no carpets, oof. Be a bugger to eat that. Yeah, would do. <laughs> they don't think about that, do they? They don't need to be worrying about bloody Lucky Bill, do they? Just going to sell off a bit of extra land for Lucky Bill. Oh, I've got a slight tip. It's not really a tip. <laughs> Just my, You know when you've got your metres, your electric metres and that? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the exact times, but I know once winter hits, so like now once the, the clocks have changed, um, and your emergency credits ran out, the, the gas or electric does stay on. I think it's 9pm till 9am in winter. Yeah. So, like, say you were there and you, your lecky's gone off, your electric, your um, emergency credits ran out. But if it's, like, after 9 o'clock, it won't go off until 9am. Check the times, though, 9am the next morning. So, my top tip is, say you're like, oh, shit, can't get out to the shop or not going to have any money until... My top tip is, cook all you want, have your bath, get all your... Lecky on for that time, you know, in between 9pm and 9 Stay up, stay up all night, maximise. Watch everything you need to watch. <laughs> yeah, have 20 baths, cook all your teas, brew up all you can, because uh, then in the morning it'll go off and it'll stay up until you put some on. But there is that, they do leave it on Life overnight. Hacks. I mean, oh, you will have to pay that debt later on, but for there and then, it's free. Free <laughs> gas and free electric. Get it all in before you start in darkness for the next three days. <laughs> yes, mate. Yeah, that's my top tip. I haven't got any more. Well, maybe uh, once this bad boy's out, and if anybody's got any other tips, things that you want to share, any further questions, then you can let us know. 
But uh, yeah. other than that, yeah, money. Not the same. Not the same as uh, working class. Broke is not broke if you can sell off a bit of land or you can just, I, you know... I feel like when um, the IG said more money and May said more money, more problems, they were lying. <laughs> yeah, I think they were pretty sweet, lying. weren't they? <laughs> Listen, Biggie, yeah? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I know you're not doing so great now, Biggie, but lying. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Seriously, though, on that note, <laughs> that is the greatest way to end a podcast about money. <laughs> Biggie was lying. <laughs> <laughs> right, well. Got to have a brew now. Yeah, mate. Uh, things to Google, Monzo. Sort it out. Yeah. I can even post you my uh, referral code on Twitter if you want it, people. Just DM us and you will both get £5. How about that? Obviously, <laughs> there's my little sideline that I'm going for. Yes, because um, next thing you know, Em's going to be having millions of cars that she's crashing because she's made all the money from Monzo referrals. That's it. Monzo referrals. Come see me. Uh, PayPal credit. Give that a bash. Noddle. Find out all about your credit score. There you are. Working tax credit. Look it up. Yeah. If you need it, see if you can get it. Even if you're not self-employed, if you're just working part-time, you might be able to get it. Always worth trying to take the time. And if you want any help with some forms, because them forms are a nightmare, let us know and we'll repost it and see if anybody if is anyone, able to help. I always think um, if anyone is self-employed and worried about filling in your, um, what do they call it, your self-assessment oh, yeah. tax form, that one, um, again, I, I'm here to give you a hand on that. I'm pretty organised with things like that. So if you, there you go. If you're not, if you're like a massive business, get an accountant. Don't, don't. But if you're like, oh, what do I do? This or that? Give, give it, give a shout. Here she is. <laughs> Big sell day. Gonna help you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, yeah. on to the next one. Let us know, guys, if you've got any uh, themes that you want us to cover. Um, if you want to be a guest, if you want us to talk to you, let us know. Yeah, Jamie Oliver. <laughs> yeah, and, and also, fuck you, Jamie Oliver. <laughs> Decent. Right, see you later. Bye.